And I think for a lot of business leaders, a lot of brands, how often are you self-assessing and how often are you assessing your business and really looking at the different things around you? Because even though he might have had personally some type of people to tap into for direction, you have to consider like as you're moving and you're progressing, relationships can change. We've all heard from people who make it to new levels and they're just like my family changed. Um, The relationship changed once I had fame. So you have to always be in the process of self-assessing, assessing your business identifying what's changed, identifying what's different. I want to invite you to join our Act and Lead community. And here's what you get. You get a community of like-minded individuals that will help you reach or achieve whatever goals that you have. You get that accountability. You get people that have been either in the direction or they're traveling the direction you want to go. And you also just get a group of coaches, three coaches in this group that will help you mastermind, strategize, and solve whatever issues that you may have for your business. And so we all know that network determines our network and that a community of strong individuals helps us get to where we're going faster. So I just want to take this opportunity to invite you to join the Act and Lead community so we can support you to help you reach your goals. Click the link below and join our community today. What's up, guys? Thank you for joining me on another Internal Fire Presents the Act and Lead series. We're so happy that you're here. Myself, Corey, and Tyrus are here with another message. A few months back, we talked about the Roy Jones and the Mike Tyson fight. What can we learn about that whole event? What kind of lessons can we take away from that? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. So, of course, get your notepads, your note-taking materials, and let's get into today's message. These sessions are going to allow you to be more proactive and get the tools you need to be able to be an effective leader and also really manage your organization. So are we seeing a diverse amount of people in the C-suite jobs and the CEO role? So you have to be innovative. That's another thing that many companies are missing because we just we're stuck in the way we do things, the way that has worked for us. What is up, everybody? Look, this is your acting lead team, right? For our acting lead live series, The Rise or Fall. And uh, I'm with my lovely co host here. I got the queen of emotional intelligence, Aisha Thomas, with us. And I got the, the systems master, the, the master of disaster, uh, Tyra Shivers here. And so I think we have a good show for y'all. Uh, we're making a little pivot because we're not really talking about a specific company today. But um, I'm kind of excited, man. We're talking about Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. And as we know, uh, they just had a fight, uh, albeit it might not have been the greatest fight ever. But, you know, 50 year olds fighting might be a might be a different level of, uh, of hand throwing. But we really wanted to talk about their brand. And so there's a lot of companies out here um, that we break down and say, hey, this is the internal workings to it. But then we you know, never quite touch on like, how did this individual get here? Because we've touched on realistically large companies, Uh, not to say Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. isn't a large company, but they're an individual brand themselves. Uh, They may have partners, they may have other things that they're doing, but they're still these individual brand. So I want to, I want to kick it off. uh, And matter of fact, before we even get into that, how y'all doing? Like, let's talk to the people. How we doing today? 
Listen, I'm good, okay? I didn't got an invitation to Clubhouse and it's been lit, okay? <laughs> but I'm doing good, good, good. How you doing, Tyrus? Well. All is well on my end, you know, doing these strategy sessions, these meetings, helping customers, clients, businesses really get their system. So it's been busy. I, I think, you know, business systems is that piece that people say, well, that's boring and, or, you know, it's too technical and they don't think about it. But when they, when you start to put the data behind it, that most businesses fail because they don't have a plan, they don't have systems. And then you tell them that, well, after five years, 50% of new businesses started are going to be out of business. It's like, whoa, I might need to make some changes and actually get serious about it. So I'm I'm excited about that. I'm excited to see that business owners are moving away from hustling and they're starting to really be owners and understand that business is a it's a trade in itself. It's not just about you operating and being an operator. I also have to be an owner and manage my business versus just doing the day to day work. Yeah, and I, I think really honestly, and that's something y'all that y'all have pushed me to do is really get that system in order because now we meet with so many businesses and they don't have a process or procedure. They don't have a standard operating procedure for what they're doing. Um, you know, if you ask them and y'all remember one individual we were coaching, um, you know, we said, well, if I want to get in touch with you today, what do I do? And we don't live in the DM world. Like if you're going to do business, we don't live in the DM world. Don't shoot me a DM. Um, so, you know, what's your process? What's your procedure? Uh, one of the questions I remember Aisha uh, asked him was, you know, if if you put out some piece of viral content right now or you get in front of some people, you get in front of stage or something like that. How do people contact you? What if you get overbogged with stuff? Right. Like, how do you keep up with with your meetings, your discovery calls, your your process on if somebody purchases something? And, uh, you know, it was really eye opening to a lot of people that were actually on that same call uh, because they were like, I don't I also don't have anything like that. And it's something that sounds kind of minor, but a lot of businesses don't even have that type of stuff. But uh, I'll digress. If y'all want more information, look, definitely, definitely check us out on the 16th. We'll be dropping more bars uh, or I should yes. say the 17th. We'll be dropping more bars like this to really help you launch leverage and lead your business. Um, and one thing on that, um, one more thing, Corey, um, and just just something to think about. And again, really come on the 17th of December and become a part of this process. Again, again, we're helping you launch, leverage and lead as you're going into 2021, creating that plan. But again, the system process is so important. That is a common denominator that we've been seeing. And just like Corey said, if you're in business, if you are posting on social media and you have that content, you want to go viral, are you prepared for it? A lot of times what I do when people have viral moments, I immediately go to their social media page and I look for if they're selling a product or a service, if they have contact information outside of the DM. And a lot of them don't. Right. They weren't prepared for it. But clearly, when you were posting it, you were hoping that it was going to catch somebody's attention. So you want to always think about that. So having that systematic process, having something prepared before you start posting content, it's hard and it's tempting to want to blow up today. But are you really prepared for the blow up? And if you're not prepared for the blow up, you'll find yourself running into this issue. So I digress. Back to you, Corey. Let me. Yeah, I need to jump in right behind you on that because you sent some information for a potential client, but they didn't even have a real name. Like what's their name? Oh, they sent me the IG page, but the IG don't have your real name on it. Put your name on your IG page. I don't want to know what your hashtag is. 
when you go to the bank, they don't want to know that you at such and such. They want to know what the <laughs> business name is. And so I'm going to let it go right there. But that's case in point. Some people are out here thinking that, you know, business is not a popularity contest. It is and it isn't. It is in you want people to know who you are. You want to be a recognizable brand. And we're going to talk about that with Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. But there's also business to be done. And if you are only concerned about being popular, you're going to lose your shirt, pants, and everything else when the time comes. No, and I think that's a I think that's a great segue into what we're talking about today, right? Like, what does your brand say? What does your name say? And uh, I know for me, I've always been a Mike Tyson fan. Um, even when I was young, I was like, man, who is this cat just knock, knocking folks out? And the one thing I remember from him was he just like if you bought Mike Tyson pay per view, you were gonna be upset because it was gonna be about a minute or two within the fight. And we're done for. So I remember back in the day, I'm like, yo, y'all really trying to pay for this fight? I'm a, I'm a hold off on spending my money. Um, but on the flip side too, Roy Jones Jr. used to be that guy back in the day, and they were kind of walking the same path. They just, I just believe that, in my, my opinion, Mike Tyson was a little bit more polarizing. Uh, but I want to talk about some things because I want to, I want to touch on Mike in particular, uh, and I know some of y'all wanted to to hit on Roy Jones. But everything hadn't been all all great for Mike Tyson throughout the years. Um, you know, I'm thinking about his downfalls, how he had to bounce back. Um, re- and really, the last couple of fights that he had in his career, he actually lost and then ended up retiring from it. Uh, on the flip side, Roy Jones Jr., I believe, won his last fight and retired from that. Um, so let me give let me just give the people a little bit of background. Right. So. Brand wise, uh, Mike Tyson. And when I say brand wise, I think about everything that you've done in your body of work. So brand wise for Mike Tyson, um, he was very successful in boxing. Right. So he had 44 knockouts. uh, He had 50 wins. Uh, So if you could think about that, he pretty much knocked out every single person that he ever fought. A couple folks, probably about six people skated by uh, by with decisions. Um, But he's really been boxing since 1988. And it didn't even really dawn on me until I started paying attention to him lately that I was like, man, yo, he's really been boxing since 1988. But there's a lot of people who look at Mike Tyson right now and say, oh, man, he's this big figure. He's been in The Hangover. He's been in these movies. He has his own podcast, all these other things. But he's been he's been working professionally in boxing since 1988. I can't even think about how long he had been boxing before that. And so when we think about Mike Tyson, uh, you know, other things that he's had his, uh, the, the game punch out. I remember it was super hard to beat him. Uh, I think my brother beat him one time and he can never beat him again. Um, uh, other things that he had the undisputed truth. Uh, it was, a he teamed up with Spike Lee to create a Broadway show, uh, about his life. Um, which I didn't even know was a thing. I was like, yo, that's, that's, I thought that was pretty good to cross over into that lane. Uh, he has Iron Mike Productions, uh, which he is a promoter with Don King. Um, you know, uh, or I should say, Don, there was some stuff behind that. Don King stole some money allegedly and all this other stuff, but I ain't even gonna get into that. Uh, he has that cartoon on, on Adult Swim, never watched it, but I know it's on there. Uh, and then uh, what we do know right now is, you know, he boxed with Roy Jones Jr. and whatnot, uh, on this last, and I should correct me if I'm saying this wrong, was it Thriller or Thriller or Chiller or something like that? The whatever, thriller. whatever, Thriller. Uh, it was the 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 platform that they boxed on. 
Um, but I want to I want to pivot the question. Uh, and I'm going to start with you, Aisha. When it comes to building your brand as a company, as an individual. These things that he's doing, some people might just be like, well, it's Mike Tyson. He just was able to get these opportunities from your point of view with him just being in the boxing lane. How do you think he was able to pivot into these other lanes? Well, I think one of the biggest things that Mike Tyson had to really do is self-development. Um, as we know, early in his career, he ran into a lot of issues. I mean, fun fact, Mike Tyson definitely inspired me to get into boxing. Um, as a little girl, when they used to order those fights and I used to watch it, I really got intrigued with the sport of boxing. And I told myself I wanted to do that. But I was I was looking at him as from a child's perspective. I didn't realize that Mike Tyson was battling a lot of demons, as they say, quote unquote, demons behind the scenes from his upbringing. I remember doing a training and I was comparing Evander Holyfield, you know, bite the ear, right? And Mike Tyson and talked about a lot of parallels about the same type of neighborhood they grow up, grew up in. They both went through trauma. They both really much had a similar type of upbringing. But the difference was the development of Evander Holyfield, the relationship that he had with his parents compared to Mike Tyson. It was a lot different, but he ran through a lot of self-development related issues um, that he didn't have early on in his career. So even seeing how he accepted his loss was different from the Mike Tyson we heard talking about, I want to eat your kids and all this crazy stuff that he used to do. But it showed a lot of the development that he had and anybody that's kind of followed him since then. I think that there was a time where, again, he at some point in his boxing career, he solely started to fight solely for the money. He, I mean, he had money issues. He had so many issues going on. He spent time in jail. I mean, just a, a amount of different things that he was doing. And I remember that one um, interview they did after a fight, they asked him, are you retiring, Mike? And he was like, yeah, just, you know, I just don't love it anymore. His heart wasn't in it. He was solely doing it for the check. So once he took a step away, there was just a lot of development that he needed to go through in order for him to get to the other side. And the reason why I say that is that a lot of leaders out there go to start businesses and these organizations, and they really don't go through the self-development process. And you don't realize that a lot of the traumas and the experiences and your worldview might need some development. Um, you might really need to go through the phase of development and growing before you show up in these organizations and these businesses effectively. So what you'll find out is you, you'll find yourself getting triggered or you'll find yourself either, um, again, because you're stressed out, you're fight, flighty or freezing, um, which is a whole psychological aspect of things. But it's solely because you haven't developed the level of emotional intelligence and growth that you need for you to effectively manage and for you to really show up and understand what's going on around you. And you're moving so much in autopilot that you don't recognize that the things in your past are now showing up in your business and in your brand. So in the brand, Mike Tyson, he had so many opportunities. He was on the top of the world. I mean, he could have done so many different things, but A, he had the wrong kind of people around him. That's why you need to have effective partnerships and you need to make sure that you have the right kind of people around you to help push towards development and growth and really ensure that they're pivoting your business and your brand in the right direction. So he had the wrong people around him that were enabling him. He never addressed his own personal issues so he can have awareness of those around him. And then all that stuff came crumbling down. So I think by him taking time off and really developing himself as an individual, he was able to be more aware. He was able to show up a lot more effectively. And now on the other side of what his brand is doing now, now you see the, the fruits of doing that internal work. So leaders out there, 
when we talk about leadership development and you might think, oh, I just want to get to the bag. I just want to get to business development. What's my XYZ statement? What's this? What's that? My question is, have you done the work necessary for you to grow and develop? Because if not, it's going to show up in your business and you might end up finding yourself in that side of falling like we've talked about in all these other organizations that we highlighted versus really leveling up because you've taken time to develop yourself. So I attest a lot of his growth and his growth and development and the things that he's been able to do because he took time to assess and address the issues that he had personally. And now his brand is doing 10 times, a million times better. Yeah. And then so, let me let me ask you this, and I know this is a conversation like Tyrus and I've I, we've had before. A lot of these people, they just want they want these celebrities, and they want people like in his stature. They just think that as you rise through fame, um, because I, I I wholeheartedly felt his journey on where Mike Tyson came from. But there's a lot of people who think because I'm growing in stature, because I'm growing with money, because I'm growing uh, my brand or my opportunities. For some reason, I'm growing myself. And so Mike Tyson really is one of the interesting people that I like to think about at times where he's moving through everything. And yeah, he may not have done everything perfectly. But like you said, you see the growth. So uh, so Tyrus, I want to I want to ask you this uh, when it comes to like piggybacking off of what Aisha was saying uh, as far as developing yourself and growing yourself. Sometimes we place these athletes and sometimes we place these personal brands or these you know these um actors whatever it is in the entertainment industry that you can instantly blow up and make all this money i mean what what can that person do in the midst because you can't really say hey i'm gonna stop boxing and i'm gonna put this thing in order and i'm gonna develop myself and then come back to it because now your window's gone what can some i mean what can somebody do practically to say you know what i'm still moving and shaking but I really need to I really need to, you know, better myself, not just the direction that I'm going. And, you know, that's a good point. And for I would say in all sports, not just boxing, if you look at in the beginning, they used to just get these guys, take them from college, take them from high school, put them into the machine and then use them. They got paid, but they got used for their talent. They weren't concerned with developing them. And, you know, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones both have opened up almost like boxing training divisions and schools so they they can take newer young generation. And, and what they said themselves to give them something that we didn't have. And as a new individual, as an entrepreneur, emerging entrepreneur, as a new leader, surround yourself with people that are or will show you your gaps or tell you your gaps and that will help you along through it and not take from you. And that's hard, but you have to ask the right questions. You have to begin to say, okay, if I'm looking to blow up, I have something, my brand seems good. Now who I, who do I need to put around me? Because there is enough proof and evidence that shows us that there have been many people used and their money taken from them. Don't follow in the same footstep. If you don't know how to put a system together, hire somebody. If you don't have the money to hire somebody, go right on to a place like Shark Tank and say, hey, look, you know, I have an idea. This is my brand. I think it can blow up. I need help in this area. How about 20 percent, 30 percent of the company? Mm, but Tyrus let them know they, they, they still got to have a system together because you know how they grill them on that show. Absolutely. Right. And <laughs> when I was when. 
I'm learning more about the back end of Shark Tank. They grill them for two hours. They make sure that you have something in place. And they say that most people who don't get a deal is because they don't have a system. They can't tell them their numbers. They can't walk them through the process. They can't tell them how they're going to blow up. And Corey, to your point, people say, well, I'm going to blow up. How do you know that? How do you know for sure that your brand is going to be the one that sticks? Like that guy my wife told me about, and now I see him on a commercial, a Vivint commercial, I think, with Snoop Dogg. The one that was riding a skateboard, drinking cranberry drinking the juice. And now he blew up. That's one in a million. I could probably go do that same thing and drink some pineapple juice and not get any play. He blew up. Now, does he have a system in place? Does he have someone guiding him so he just won't make a whole lot of money, get a lot of endorsements, and then disappear? In order to get that system built, you have to start thinking for the future, not thinking in the now of, I want my brand to blow up. I don't want to miss my opportunity. You have to start thinking about, okay, if my brand does blow up in this opportunity that I have, how can I sustain it? How can I be around in the next 10 years? How do I get longevity or create it for myself? So you have to create a system. You got to get around the right people, partnerships and paying someone, hiring someone to take you through. We know boxing promoters like um, Don King <laughs> took a lot of people say he took their money, whether it's true or not. A lot of people say he took their money. How many times do you have to hear that before you say, well, maybe I need to find me another promoter? Mm, that's so good right there. A lot of times we do hear these things. We hear the rumblings. You hear the things in the office, the, the things that don't get said in public. But how many times do we go ahead and say, you know what? I've heard it enough. I don't even want to take the risk. It's a fear point. It's a fear factor because people go ahead and take the risk because they knew, hey, Don King's the man. He's the one. If I want to play the game, I got to get in with him. Even if you do get in bed with somebody, you know they're not good for you, you better have some kind of stop, some a safe word, <laughs> something to say, hey, look, I know that you have been crooked. I need to get in the door. This is as far as we're going to go contract-wise, and then I'll take it the rest of the way. So sometimes you have to dirty your hands in business. That's the way it is. We can't be naive, but there are also ways to be safe and mitigate as much risk as possible when you're doing that. That's good. And I want you guys to take take one quick note. Um, Tyrus highlighted that someone had a reputation, but people were so maybe um, I won't say hungry for fame, but they were so attracted to the extrinsic that they were willing to take a risk. There were so many people who talked about the same partner or the same partner took money from me or they did this, but people still took a risk on them. And one thing I want to say for a lot of these celebrities that have ended up in prison um, recently because of some things that they have done, you hear that same pattern. We heard these stories about certain people in the music industry. We've heard about these people in these certain spaces in the television industry, all these different industry. A lot of people say, oh, that was a culture. That's what we heard. But they were more attracted to the external and the fact that this person was on TV or this person had all these connections that they were willing to still muddy their hands. And now they end up getting just as dirty as everyone else. So yes, there is a strategy and there's a game to it, but really when you're getting into partnerships, 
and you're connecting with other people, are you taking time to really research them? Um, there was another part where we identified that Mike Tyson had another partnership that went awry. Now, you want to ask yourself again, it might not solely be on Mike Tyson's side, but it's kind of like, what lesson did you learn from that one bad partnership? I've had that experience myself. I connected to what I was so eager and anxious to get my book put out there. I connected with someone I didn't research, I didn't look into, and then I ended up with this product that I ended up wasting a thousand dollars on. And I was so upset about it. So sometimes we rush into things so much. And that's how sometimes people take advantage. They're just like, listen, you don't have a system in place. You didn't do your research. So now someone shows up. You don't even know what to research. You jump in, you didn't get the tools, the coaching, the support necessary. And now all of a sudden you hit a brick wall. Just the other day, a coaching client called to me, called me and young gentleman. And he was like, listen, I have somebody that wants to go into partnership with me, but they're saying that I owe them 50%. Is this a fact? They were unfamiliar with the process of partnership. However, what he did is that he invested money into coaching, got connected with the right people. Now, when he had a question about partnerships and getting into business with someone else, he had someone to call and say, listen, I'm unfamiliar with this process. I don't know what I'm looking for. Is this really true? I'm in my 20s. This guy's in his late 30s. Are you supposed to automatically give people 50% of your business? So we spent... 30 minutes, there was about 30, 45 minutes on the phone laying that out. The answer is this. This is how you should go about it. This is the questions you should ask. But again, he took time to get the knowledge and invest in himself to get with people that had that information. So again, when you're hearing these, when you're hearing these, you know, rumblings about people, when you don't have systems in place ahead of time, now you might find yourself connecting with the wrong partnerships, connecting with the wrong people that ends you up in a situation where your brand and your business, you know, it kind of, again, goes through that fall process. So I think we can learn a lot about the Don Kings of the world, these people that, you know, again, you hear these rumblings about, but some people get so attracted with what's on the outside that they don't take time to do the research necessary before they partner or even align themselves with somebody um, that unfortunately has a bad record. Reputation. Now, one of the things, and and, and I want to make it practical, and, and specifically, I'm talking to people who are just getting into business at this point, and they're, they're, they have the dream, and kind of where we used to be some years ago, they have the dream, and this is where I want to go, um, you know, and I will blow up, and they, you know, just they're, they're super enthused at that time. I want to, I want to talk to kind of how like as we developed ourselves now, I want to give practical steps for somebody. And for me, I always start with understanding where the person came from. So we talk about the assessment. We talk about how this person presents themselves, how they think through things with the attributes, you know, what their values are, what drives them. Um, but I really feel like you have to take that into conjunction with where this person comes from. And so when I think about Mike Tyson, for example, I mean, my man's He's been arrested 38 times by the time he was 13. He had a rape conviction in 1992. Uh, he had a DUI charge for and, and, and drug charges in 2007. Uh, lost his child because of his behavioral uh, tendencies. So I want to speak to that individual right now who isn't in the game, kind of. They aren't in the personal development space. They aren't in this, the space where I can... You know, I, I've networked enough to where I've had enough coaches to be able to help me with all that stuff. So for for me, when I think about Mike Tyson and really for those companies who are just starting or you might be an entrepreneur that's saying, hey, I'm trying to get my feet off the ground right now. What are steps that we can do to, to actually 
advance ourselves to actually develop ourselves because we we have to understand and i always say this with the nfl when someone messes up they're like oh my god i can't remember i can't i can't believe they made a boneheaded move like that and i'm like yeah but what you don't understand is where they come from they don't do the same thing that you do they don't get the the development and they don't get the so what's common sense to us isn't common to them uh i'm thinking about um it was the chiefs running back a while back he ends up pushing a guy, but the guy ends up getting pushed into the girl, I believe it is, or however that happened. And people are like, oh, man, why would he make that move? Because we have to understand where he comes from. So I'm, I'm gonna, and I'm going to kick this over to Tyrus. Tyrus, talk to me about what can somebody do right now that they're trying to get started? They're trying to. They may not be in the best households. Uh, they may not be in the best environment. They may not have the best circle around them. What can somebody do to really take themselves to the next level? Because, But they're sitting in an environment right now that may not be conducive to their growth every single day. So Corey, that's a great question. And I remember when I first started mentoring in middle school in one of the tougher middle schools where the kids come from a tough area and a, a, a young male looked, he looked at me and he said, you know what, Mr. Shivers, all this stuff sounds great. It sounds wonderful what you're telling me that I can do and become but I don't have anybody at home that tells me that I have no one that supports me in that. So while it sounds good and I believe you, I just don't see a way for me to do it. And so I had to, I, I couldn't answer that question right then. It, it took me off guard. It, it caught me off guard. So I told him, I said, you know what, let me think about it and I'll get back with you. The answer to that question today is once you have knowledge of new information, wherever you get it from, now you have to be the one to go and seek it out. And you have to dream and imagine and believe that you can have different despite what your surroundings are. And for those young kids and for those young entrepreneurs, the thing that you have to do is go and get the information from wherever you can get it from. If it's on Google, if it's on if it's at the library, if you got to go get some books, if you got to walk, if you whatever you have to do, ask questions, begin to just see people around you that may have a different perspective, a different life and start asking them questions. Why do you think the way you think? Why do you believe what you believe? And just know that your situation is temporary. You're only going to be in that household for so long. You're only going to be in the environment for so long. Now, is it easy? No. It's not easy to get up and leave home when you're 18 and walk away and start a new life. You, you're going to struggle. That It is what it is. But if you want different, you have to be different. You have to look different. You have to act different. You have to hold yourself to a different standard. I haven't seen a neighborhood or a hood on this planet where a person has not come out of there and done better in their life. Just one individual. So if that individual can do it, there's a blueprint there. And for all of these young people that feel like, well, this may not be true for my situation. It is true. The drug dealers go somewhere to buy their nice cars. They go somewhere to get nice clothes. They're not buying them out of the hood. So, you know, it exists. You just have to ask questions. I also know that out of all the hoods I've been in. The ones that choose to stay in that life are normally telling the younger kids, you know what, you can do better. But if you don't choose to do so, we got you. We'll, we'll hook you up. But there is another path. So if you don't know where to start, 
here's a practical tip. Get on Google and just Google better life. How do I have a better life? How can I self-develop? How can I make more money? Corey, like you told me, I'm tired of being broke. Just put that in the search. You could go to the library and ask the librarian books on personal development. How do I change my situation? And they'll tell you. And if you tell your family and just take this to heart, a lot of people talk about and I see a lot of people, especially newer business owners or people thinking about starting business. My my family doesn't buy into it. They don't believe in me. It doesn't matter. It's not their dream. They're not supposed to see the same thing that you see. And that's where I think we get mixed up because we want support. We want people to support us and be in our corner. Mike Tyson had people in his corner. Roy Jones had people in his corner. But when they go out and throw those punches, it's them throwing the punches. And it's them taking them, not the coach in the corner. So you don't need anybody to believe in your dream. You just need to go out and do it and stand for yourself. And don't worry about the naysayers. A lot of people worry about what other people think. It's not your business what they think about you. It's their opinion. The only thing that matters is what you think about yourself. So if you don't know where to begin, get on Google or go to the library. Yeah, and I mean, that's it's so pivotal for you to. And, and the reason I wanted to touch on that is because I know a lot of times we think about okay, we're in it. We're in a position to be developed. We're in a position, you know, to get the, get the necessary help that we have. But there's a lot of people out here, although they may be, they may be moving and shaking. They may be booming. Business is booming, but they're still in an environment where them, they, they themselves are not being developed. And the other piece is I want to talk to some people who are in those types of environments. You may be a high level leader. You may be a director. You may be you may be the supervisor of all supervisors. You may be a manager. You may be a, a vice president. But have you worked on yourself? Because what happens is and we hear this a lot of times from from companies. Oh, this this manager is tough to work with. This person is work is tough to work with. And then, you know, for my I always use this example. I go to a bring your child to work day. And their kid is like, oh, man, best parent ever. I got the best parent ever. But then you look at them and you say, hmm, they don't know how to lead, though. But the thing is, if you can be the best parent ever, you can be a great leader because taking care of your kid is leadership. The same principles, leadership, development, accountability, like direction, vision, those types of things. And so I think sometimes people. Uh, make it harder than what it is to realize that, look, sometimes when you just conceptually understand things, you can apply that to many different facets. Um, now, I want to shift to Roy Jones Jr. So, uh, Aisha, I know you had some information on Roy Jones. So so kick us off with that. I know we I mean, he's fought based on based on what's actually listed a whole bunch of fights. Uh, and he's actually doing some stuff in another country. But I'm gonna let you touch on that. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about Roy Jones Jr. Um, he's won 66 
um, and lost nine um, of his 75 professional bouts. Again, he's, you know, one of those names that a lot of people know. Um, you know, he's considered one of the greats or if you're considering people that really rocked it out and did some amazing things within their boxing career. Um, he is the only boxer in history to start his professional career at light middleweight and go on to win the heavyweight title. All right. Um, and he's just been able to do some really great things. And even as he transitioned, like early on, again, now we're talking about the branding part, because you're probably like, what is branding? What is a business? Basically, it's like you as an individual are a brand, you're a business. You, regardless if you have an LLC or not, once you get to a level of fame and people are paying attention to you, you are a brand now. You are your own individual business as a person. And now when you have the opportunity to rise and shine. Now, how are you going to capitalize on that? So some things that Roy Jones did, he had a rap album. <laughs> yes, he, he got into hip hop. All right. That's something he wanted to do was released in 2001. Um, in 2004, he had a group called Bodyhead Bangers. They released the album. Um, he's, a, he's appeared in a couple of films. And again, these were probably doors that opened up to him as he started to like, you know, move around within his career, which normally happens. But one of the things we want you to think about is that when opportunities open up to you, is it something that you, uh, you it, it aligns with your goals? Because even as we enter into these spaces where we want to blow up and we want to get to the next level, what is our ultimate goal? What are the audience that we're trying to reach? What are we trying to achieve in those spaces? Maybe he always wanted to rap and was like, hey, I want to do a rap album. Boop, check, check that off my list. Man, you know what? I always wanted to be a, a part of the rap group. I checked that off the list. But have you mapped out what you truly want to do versus just jumping on any opportunity that comes in front of you and there's no really meat on the other side of it? So he appeared in two films in the Matrix franchise. Um, he also continued to, um, you know, excuse me, competed. He won the vacant WBF cruiserweight title. Um, he also, again, continued to do some things where he got into it. He launched his own um, set of world tours. Now, the thing about it, he did this recently. I didn't understand it, right? Because what he's doing is five-day tours, and it takes place to like an island nation in the southeast of Caribbean Sea of Grenada. And he wants to kind of give you the history of the place. But the good thing is it, he aligns it with training sessions because initially I was reading it. I was like, why does he want to do that? So he wants to take you on a tour, but again, it's attached to boxing and boxing is his thing. That's the thing he was gifted at. So it makes sense for him to align whatever he's doing and take it back to boxing because that's what people know his expertise as being in. And for a lot of us business leaders, sometimes we want to tap into things because Again, maybe there's a, a bag attached to it. There's money attached to it. Maybe um, we see that's going to give us more attention. But again, is it really aligned with what you are gifted at, what you're talented at, your area of expertise? And then later on, he, um, excuse me, he got into um, boxing, but he did, not excuse me, he didn't get into boxing, but now he wanted to take his skills and his knowledge. And now he got into something within um to bring boxing and the knowledge and the experience to Russia. And now he created something called RJJ, RJJ Boxing Pro um, Promotions. And then that um, it's, been, it's been able to make a lot of impact. And what he's doing with that is now he's bringing boxing and his skills and his knowledge to uh, really build up a lot of fighters in Russia. And now he has been able to create a lot of things that has been um, affecting Big brands like the UFC, Fight Pass, CBS Sports, Showtime, ESPN, Being Sports. So again, when we are thinking about alignment and the things we're trying to do in our business, does it make sense? Does it tap into an area of our expertise? Yes, he did the rap album. Yes, he did all of that. And yes, he was in a couple movies. 
But honestly, for Roy Jones, his gift and the thing that he's an expert at is boxing. He did it for all those years. He had um, he showed the return of uh, I want to say the return on the investment. But he showed on the other side that he was effective in that sport. And now he can tap in and whatever he does, he align. He always aligns it back to the area of expertise. So for you, business leaders out there, are you thinking about the area of expertise that you're involved in? So Tyrus, I'm gonna kick it back to you. When you're thinking about what um, Roy Jones did and what Mike Tyson did, even with the cartoon, what do you say about when you're picking and choosing what you want to align your brand? Excuse me, align your brand or your business to. Um, and when is it time to say, okay, that might not make sense for me to do, but this might make more sense for me to do? Hey, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with the second part of the launch leverage and lead series. So stay right there. We'll be right back. I want to personally invite you to our emotional intelligence mastery class phase one. Now you might be wondering, why do I need emotional intelligence? Well, that is the secret sauce to business communication, to engaging your team, to leadership. And the reality is EQ outperforms IQ. So I want you to join us as we go through two hours of great information that helps you get to the next level in 2021 and beyond. Get the tools, the strategies, understand business communication, understand how you can implement and how you coach or how you support your team members. And don't waste time now because we have it at a special rate. So go to actleadconsulting.com backslash emotional intelligence. Again, go to actleadconsulting.com backslash emotional intelligence and sign up today. So like I mentioned in a training on Thursday night, you begin with the end in mind. You think about what do I want my business or my brand to look like 20 years from now? Do I want it to look like something that I can sell to someone else? Something that I can franchise out and have multiple iterations of it? Do I want to pass it down to my children or do I just want to retire and cancel it? And so as a business owner, we need to look at what is our brand? What what do we do? Um, you know, we, and I should on calls with CJ from ETA, he's mentioned that when you think about Crest, what do they sell? Toothpaste, toothbrushes, mouthwash, floss. You don't go to Crest for tires, for food, for real estate. And so when you're creating your brand and when you're talking about alignment, what do you do well? They do boxing well. So they should stay in the boxing arena. Can they make a rap album and it and it not flop? Maybe. I doubt it. I mean, you look at NBA players, they do the same. Shaq did the same thing. And others have done the same thing. They try they get into movies. And I believe that's just because of star power. You have certain amount of star power and people will buy from you just because it's you and they support you. But for all of the rest of us non-stars, and we're just business owners, don't get into segments or sectors where you don't have an expertise in because one, you don't know enough to build a business in that area. And two, you can be taken advantage of. And, you know, it's okay to scale, but scale on what your business, your bread and butter is. For us and our company, we do coaching, we do consulting, we do classes, webinars, but they're all surrounding leadership development, business systems, emotional intelligence, team engagement. 
we're not going out and saying, hey, we'll do a coaching class and we'll do a webinar on real estate for you. Now, could we do that? Sure, because I have a background in that. Could we talk about joining the military? Sure, because Aisha's active duty and I'm prior military. But that's not our primary focus. And so as a business owner, as a brand, what is your primary focus? And stay in that lane. If you do choose to scale as you grow and you have room, think about what aligns with your brand. If it's a different investment, who can I partner with or bring in and let them run it? If we want to go partner in a car dealership, I don't expect either one of us three to go run a car dealership. I expect for us to say, hey, we saw some money in this dealership. Here's a person that's been running car dealerships for 20 years. Let's have a conversation with them and partner with them. And we will learn what we can about the business, but we won't be primary. And so when I look at, I just think it's gimmicks, honestly. When I look at the the video games, the the rap, the albums, the the movies. I mean, Mike Tyson, come on, an actor. He doesn't act. He's himself in the movie. He doesn't do anything different. It's just him. So he is not an actor. He is not a person that, okay, the rock changed. He went from his football semi-pro professional career to wrestling, did well in that, which you got to really be an actor to be in that. They're not out there fighting for real. they actors. And then movies. He had a full transition in a skill set, and he did great. Mike Tyson will just go and be himself. He's not acting. So I, stay in your lane. Stay with your brand. Work in your area of expertise. If you must go to a different genre of something, partner with somebody who has expertise there. Yeah, and, and and the thing is, is you're going to be approached by people. You're going to be approached with situations. Um, and I want to challenge people to say no. Because there's going to be a lot of times where people ask you to do stuff and that don't align with what you're trying to do. Right. So if you're, you know, if if they're both really aligning back to boxing. Right. Mike Tyson kind of did some extra stuff. Roy Jones, even if you think about it, he created the album. But what most people don't remember, I guess, is when he released that album, um, the game um, EA, EA Sports put it out. It was a boxing game, but his song was on that on that game. So it still went back to video game about boxing. And so then he's really never made an album after that. Uh, I don't think at least. Um, but the song that was that was fire on there, uh, Do It Big, then went right on back to boxing. But there's going to be some things that you get approached with. There's going to be some opportunities that you get approached with. Even when Aisha talked about his uh, his travel trips, still ties on back to boxing. So there's going to be some opportunities. And I want you to think about this. You may not be a CEO right now. You may not be somebody's director. You may not be at that level of position. But realize that studies already show that when you shift the gear from whatever you're trying to do, all of a sudden your stock starts to fall. So if you, let's say I deal with uh, I deal with light bulbs, right? And then all of a sudden I'm trying to make paper products, stock starts falling. And I can't remember off the top of my head what company that was. Uh, but they actually did try to do that. There was a company, I think it might have been General Electric, tried to get into paper products. And then all of a sudden, their stock started to drop down because they they hired someone or they put someone in place to say, you know what, although we've been doing really great at this, let me go pivot to something completely different out of what our scope is. 
so dominate your lane. And I want you to think about in your domination of your lane, how do you tie it back? There's going to be some opportunities that you say, okay, well, that ain't really got nothing to do with what I do, but maybe they're saying, Hey, um, let's talk. And we, we can use Tyson, for example, he may get back in the ring. He said he's considering getting back in the ring because his sole purpose is trying to uplift people, help people give back to these charities. I think he donated 10 million of his earnings back to these charities. Uh, I think it was three of them, but if it aligns with kind of what he's trying to do with himself, right? So yeah, sure. I'll step back in the ring because what I'm trying to do right now is uplift these different charities, these people, these different initiatives and stuff. Uh, so just realize when it does sit in place like that, uh, or it does present itself, what, it, you know, what does it have to do with what you're doing? Don't just go chase the bag because sometimes those things will then tank you and you, you were short-sighted in that. Um, now, now, so here's the thing. I got a question now that we, we've talked about both, uh, boxes. I catch a theme kind of from both of them as I dug deeper into him. So Mike Tyson really grew up with no direction, but Roy Jones Jr. had all the direction. And the, the, the way that I'm trying to go about this, uh, for this next question is, or this next topic, how detrimental, and I'll give y'all a, I'll give y'all a, a, a little bit of background on both of them. How detrimental can it be that even if you have direction, that that direction is cultivating and driving and pushing you, I guess you could say not as aggressively toward the goal as someone else may want to be. The reason I bring that up. So Roy Jones Jr. made a statement in an interview one time and he said, although I grew up with my dad, his dad was a boxer. His dad was a veteran. Um, he ends up being his trainer. He ends up being his uh, his manager. Uh, but he made the statement that there were times that I would have rather ran away or or died before going to meet that man basically and then we think about mike tyson that didn't really have any direction he's boxing you don't really hear about how his dad took him under his wing or he had this great mentor that kind of took him over so i want to talk to those two aspects and i'm gonna I'm kick it over to you aisha how detrimental can it be that even if you have a support system at the time how detrimental can it be or just as detrimental can it be that you have someone there for you, but it's almost as if you don't have anybody there for you. Well, I think, you know, as leaders, that's why we have to constantly self-assess and we have to constantly assess what we are trying to do in our businesses. Um, just like what we're doing next week, we're hosting that event where we're going to do like strategic planning. And I think for a lot of business leaders, a lot of brands, how often are you self-assessing and how often are you assessing your business and really looking at the different things around you? Because even though he might have had personally some type of people to tap into for direction, you have to consider like as you're moving and you're progressing, relationships can change. We've all heard from people who make it to new levels and they're just like my family changed. Um, the relationship changed once I had fame. So you have to always be in the process of self-assessing, assessing your business identifying what's changed, identifying what's different, because if you do want and hope that you can have those people around you that are constantly feeding into you, excuse me, feeding into you and pouring into you. However, things can change over time. So if that is what Roy Jones felt like at some point, the question is why, what happened, what changed? There was some type of shifts and dynamics that happened 
that made him feel that he can no longer no longer go to this person for support, no longer tap into this person for direction. So maybe now, unfortunately, those can also be seasons when people can come around that can unfortunately navigate you towards the wrong place. So again, I think it's important that business leaders, individuals are going through that process of regular self-assessment every quarter, every month, every week, going through sessions like we're doing next week and really looking at, okay, what is my plan? And then also realizing that on your journey and on your path or whatever big goal you're trying to reach, there are going to be points where you have to make adjustments. Things could change within your family dynamics. You could run into a brick wall. You can realize that you have something that you need to address and now you have to pivot differently. And now you have to reassess the assessment, the initial assessment that you have to do. So I think that's the direction that a lot of business owners um, and a lot of individuals don't take time to do. And even people within organizations, they don't take time and really identify, okay, I've just been moving on autopilot. I really don't have any direction. I initially wanted to be the CEO of this company. Like even for me, I initially wanted to be a chief master sergeant in the Air Force. That changed later on. And I had to reevaluate the why behind that. Now I'm looking at it like, oof, I'm only be one rank away. Maybe I should entertain it again. But then I also have to look at the fact that I really want to be fully immersed in my business. And if I do want to get to that level of chief, what kind of commitment does that require of me? And is that going to take away from other goals? So in life, we have to realize they're going to be constant times where we have to self-assess, make adjustments, adapt, make changes, pivot, make a U-turn. But we have to, in order for us to do that, we have to take time to pause and really process that to really make sure that we are aware of the direction that we're going versus you wake up and it's like, okay, it's December 12th. What have I been doing for the past six months? Let me jump in there real quick. And and before I hit um that point i want to address alfonso's kind of statement now i'm not saying that you don't take risk in business because you have to in order to get to a certain level but what what we're talking about is calculated risk and as a business owner it's different from being the brand and when we're looking like people looking at people like mike tyson roy jones jr they are brands that not everybody makes it to their level so they can afford to go and waste time. And I, and I mean that waste time in a movie because they have made their money in their lane. And then they just ventured out to do something different. And it doesn't matter if a CD flops for them. But if you're an aspiring rapper and you go out and you're trying to get your t- CD and you're not immersed in it 100% and you're doing other stuff and it flops, you could disappear. It doesn't matter what Mike Tyson does. We looked at his criminal past. His history, if you look at those huge brands, it's hard for them to just get wiped out and disappear, no matter what they do, because they do it. They go away for about five years. They do other stuff. They come back and we welcome them with open arms. But for the most people, and when I'm speaking to stay in your lane, I'm talking about most individuals because we have to get to a certain point to where we can take calculated risk. Then we make them learn from the mistakes, the lessons that you get, adjust and correct and move forward. But if you are outside of your lane all the time, then you you have road confusion. What is your lane? What are you really doing? It's like when I see, and I told a guy that I was consulting with um, just the other day, he had sent me his business plan, financial strategies, credit repair, investing, 
financial tools, get the bag, all these things. And then he had fitness at the bottom. And I'm like, you coaching people on fitness, but everything else is finance. What is this? And what I told him was, I didn't say don't do fitness. I said, if you still have a passion for that, give that away for free, but don't sell it as coaching. Because if I went to my financial advisor and he tried to give me some fitness tips, I don't even want to hear it. I came to you for financial advice. I don't care about what you think about fitness. I'll go to a fitness trainer if I want that. So when I mean stay in your lane is stay with your expertise. And when you get to a certain level, you can take calculated risk and venture out. But don't be bouncing around for newer entrepreneurs from one thing to the next, because that also shows and even in the employ, employment world, when they look at people who resume with job hop and you got multiple jobs on your resume and you haven't stayed in one company for more than two years, employers start looking at that. Oh, this is a job hopper. Why? Why is this person moving around so much? Are they ch chasing money? Or like one, one guy I used to work with, he didn't really know the information. So he would stay just long enough until they called him up in something. And then he out deuces. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> and he would leave. And back to your question, Corey, about, you know, the direction and people. I think about I think about the Jackson five. We wouldn't know them today without Joe Jackson, but everything Joe Jackson did was not the best way. He did what he knew how to do. He pushed them. He drove them. But in some instances, he drove some of them crazy. Was it abuse? I don't know. I, you know, it's a different, it was a different time period, the way he was raised and the way he raised his kids. But their success, they wouldn't have had it without him. There are a lot of our superstars out there, our major brands. Their success is because someone pushed them almost to the edge. And as they got older, they started to realize that wasn't the best way. And I don't, I don't like it, but we still have to understand that without it, would you have even made it? Would you have got up to four or five o'clock in the morning to go work out? I remember Dwight Howard was saying that he used to have to get up early four or five o'clock in the morning to go shoot and work out and then go to school and have someone pushing you to do that. Some people like it. Some people don't, but I think that that negative push there's a balance there. And as you get older, you can correct it. I think as you get older, you can begin to say, you know what? I don't like the way you're pushing me. I understand why, but let's try it in a different direction. Thank you for getting me as far as you got me, but now we need to make some changes. I know that the Jacksons were children. They were raised up, but as they started getting more power, you saw they started, I'm going to record this. This is how I want to sound. And Michael Jackson just, he took it to a whole nother level. Now it's about me. And I'll go on and separate myself because my I'm at a place to where I've outgrown your vision. They outgrew Joe Jackson's vision for what they could be. And once they did that, they were able to do what they wanted to do. Yeah. And I mean, it, people have to understand that that happens quite often in business. There are seasons that people will come and seasons that people will go. Uh, we talked about this before. Um, you know, that's a reason that that farmers have growing seasons. And then they have picking seasons. Right. So you have to understand where where are you at in in your process, in your business. Um, so now as we as we wrap the time up uh, and I and I'm going to touch up 
just as far as like from a team development type of thing, because I don't I don't want people to miss that. You know, sometimes when you have someone in place to although they're supporting you, if they're not supporting you in the way that you need to be supported, that can come off as detrimental. So Roy Jones dad probably was like, oh, I'm pushing him. He's going, you know, we're, we're going to make something out of this and whatnot. But realistically, you can you can distance yourself from somebody by trying to do too much. Um, that's the balance in in leadership that we have to strike. Right. And understanding your person and where they come from, what they do know, um, what experiences that they have had, because a lot of times we walk into and I was just having a conversation with somebody about this yesterday. We walk in knowing the experience. We've been there before. And then we just keep telling folks this is what they should do. That's not proper development. Development is if if I could just and to be honest with y'all, all three of us on here, if we could just keep telling folks what to do. The world would be a wonderful place because people would just walk around and just be like, but if just do this, you'll be fine. Just do that. You'll be fine. But there's 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 fine. What, what Jim Rome says it that the finances and the follow up. So if you you have to continue to follow, up, but with the person in their way. Um, so I want to wrap this up as far as. The fight came up. Uh, we talked about the brands, how different they are, the different paths they've taken. Why do people? Why do people gravitate more to Mike Tyson? Um, I, I heard more people talking about him than they were. I I'll be honest, all I kept hearing was y'all watching that Tyson fight. <laughs> I didn't hear anything about y'all watching that Roy Jones fight. So why do people gravitate towards him? Um, and and let's really wrap up as far as like did. Did Roy Jones, does Roy Jones Jr. have a strong brand as as Mike Tyson? Did they use it effectively? Um, but yeah, why did why did people why did people go to more than Mike Tyson than, than they did with Roy Jones? So I'm gonna let Aisha go deep deep on it, but I'm gonna take a old album name from Chameleon there. Controversy sales. Mike Tyson is controversial. His name is just wrapped into that controversy. And so that's what sells. That's what pulls people. I wouldn't say that Mike Tyson's brand is necessarily bigger. I think that the news he gets is bigger. Whatever he does is is bigger. I mean, people still thinking about him biting off Evander Holyfield's ear. People still thinking about that. And so whenever you hear the name, that triggers a certain level of emotion. And so they they know promoters television producers, marketers, they know that we are emotional creatures. And so what can we put out that can connect with people emotionally? And what that is, Mike Tyson. People say Roy Jones Jr. Oh, he's a great boxer. You know, he in the shadows. If they try to promote it around him, it may not have had enough buzz. But when you say Mike Tyson, people want to talk about the way the man talk. The man still making, getting people making memes about him. His brand, whether positive or negative, is just a, it garners a lot more attention. Yeah, just to add another component to it, because, of course, as business leaders, as individuals that there might be a level of competitive um, competition to as we're trying to get to another leadership levels, as we're trying to market our products and services. I also think that Mike Tyson was able to stay relevant um, because even if you follow other platforms, he had a podcast going. Um, he, you know, he's been able to stay relevant 
externally or in spaces where a lot of people are following. So I think that also aided in that when he was talking about it. And like, you know, Tyra said, and you know, unfortunately, you know, controversy sells, right? Um, and I'm sure if that fight was against him and Evander Holyfield, people would really tune in. But even outside of that, there are a lot of other people that have been able to stay relevant and draw a lot of people to watch what they're doing because of the simple fact that they they have a level of relevancy. People know who they are. I think there was another fight on there where, you know, this basketball player gets knocked out by this individual that is, you know, big on the social media space. And even though that wasn't like the highlight or the um, maybe the the fight that everybody was talking about initially, one of the things I would say about the guy that knocked him out, I can't think of his name, is that he had a level of relevancy as well. I mean, he was still active on social media, still doing a lot of things on that side, where honestly, I didn't really know the basketball player like that. Um, I know a lot of people knew who he was because of basketball, but I knew what the other, who the other guy was because I've seen his stuff at some point. So I think that Mike Tyson was able to kind of stay current uh, with what he was doing um, with his podcast and all those other different things. So, you know, I think this is a great thing to also identify with you. What is going to make your business pop? What is it going to make stand out? Where if there's a flyer that's put out, when people see your name or see that you're on the ticket, they're like, I have to check it out. I have to watch it. And that's going to require um, a regular what do they call it? Consistency, right? I was starting to figure out the word that's going to require consistency. What are you doing to make sure you're staying relevant? What are you going to do to make sure that you're constantly putting out content and you're constantly creating and you're constantly doing things where you are touching and um, reaching the people on a regular basis? So when they do see you, they have a level of familiarity with you. Um, so I think that's another lesson to learn from that. Also, Mike Tyson was able to capitalize from that. And as soon as it was over, he launched a whole new thing. He's doing a whole nother thing now with Mike Tyson Productions. This actually, actually was connected to his productions. So now he's taken seasoned athletes, people in a multitude of different sports arenas, and now he's creating this whole new league where these people are coming out of retirement. Yeah, they might be in their 50s and 40s, but people knew them from this era of greatness. And now he's created a whole way from that. So even behind the marketing and the branding, he was attached to it. He created something to it. So even in everything that you touch and everything that you're doing, are you always thinking about leverage? Are you also always thinking about how I can launch and how I can promote my products and services? As we're talking today and we're serving you, what do you see below you? You're seeing that we are offering products and services that we have other ways that we can support you. So even as business leaders, even as leaders that are trying to move up in corporate and trying to get yourself to another level, if you want to be an employee within an organization, what are you doing to maintain relevancy? What are you doing to ensure that you're serving the people constantly? So when your name comes up in that office and they're looking at everyone's resume and they're trying to figure out who's going to be the next director, they're like, oh my goodness, um, Aisha has been doing this. She's been doing this. Oh yeah, I know who she is. She helped me last week with this. Or she's been um, uh, volunteering to do these um, meetings and so on. So again, always think about it from the aspect of when it comes to relevancy, when it comes to marketing yourself, when it comes to standing out, what are you doing to to me, what are you doing to maintain a level of consistency? So when your name comes up, your face comes up, your picture comes up, people are like, I know them. And that's why you need to always think about being consistent and being someone that always thinks about the aspect of relevancy and serving the people on a regular basis. Yeah. And I, and for me, I think that I think that most people gravitate toward Tyson from from my aspect, at least, because I, I do think people thoroughly enjoy growing with people. They enjoy growing with business. They enjoy growing with brands. Um, you think about Supreme. Supreme used to be a skateboard brand. Now Supreme, I think they actually sold themselves 
uh, sold the company. Uh, I can't remember the who, but, um, you know, people grew with Supreme. And so they were wearing the skateboard regular stuff way back in the day. Then all of a sudden they were buying five hundred dollar uh, red bricks with Supreme on it. But people love growing with with someone or a company. And I really want to challenge, you know, people within the corporate environment and people that are leaders within a business, whether as supervisor, team lead, manager, whoever. How do you brand yourself and how do you allow people to grow with you? That's something that I've always been able to do in my job because I squash my ego. I'm always trying to learn. So whenever I get into a situation, people can see me grow. They become attached to me because they've seen the growth to me. People get attached to me because they see me helping other people. People get attached to me because they see the impact that I make on other people because I've squashed my ego so much and other people buy into who who I'm becoming, where I came from, my authenticity. And so then they start to move with you. Now, here's the thing. I'm not saying Roy Jones is not authentic or he hasn't had to grow through anything. He just didn't put it out on Front Street. And so when people look at Tyson, they say, "Okay, I I remember when he got arrested. I remember when he he bit uh, Evander Holyfield's ear off. I remember when he just disappeared off the face of the earth for however long and then showed back up with his tattoo. And people were like, what is Mike Tyson doing? I remember when people were saying, like, this guy is crazy. But now all of a sudden, all if you listen to all the podcasts now, they're like he's he's developed so much growth. People attached to that. And so I want you to think about whatever facet that you're in people. How can you get people attached to your growth and then let them follow you on your journey? You don't have to be a brand. You don't have to be an entrepreneur to do this. You can do this within your job itself. There, how many times have we heard the story from the mailroom to the CEO? People buy into that story because they're like, oh, man, he really put the work in. You don't hear a lot of people say, man, I just love his story. He went from CEO to CEO. No one cares. They want to see where you come from. They want to see the growth that you've had and that they attach themselves to it because they see themselves in you. And I think there's a lot of people that saw themselves in Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones, because when Roy Jones came out the gate, he was just knocking folks out and he was doing the little head bobbing and whop, and then you were gone. Mike Tyson, you you had to see the struggle, the pain, the growth that he had. So I, I, I believe I don't think that Roy Jones Jr.'s brand is any less. I think that Mike Tyson's is just that big um, for you to say that you're holding classes or you have schools and you have dual citizenship. So that means you're there that often um, and you're developing boxes in Russia. That's still pretty big. Uh, so I don't want to discredit that. But um, I tell you what, let's talk. Let's talk this through. So when it comes to both brands, are we rising and falling? Um, you know, let's start with Tyson. I think he's the, I'm sorry. Oh, I, think, <laughs> I think he's definitely on the rise. Um, you know, he's doing a lot of things behind the scenes as well, because of course, as you get to a certain level of business, you start to realize that there are other areas that you want to invest in. So you can continue that. So you can grow that generational wealth. So he's doing things in the cannabis in- industry. He, you know, he talks about how cannabis and, and really utilizing for medicinal purposes has really helped in um, the healing and the process he's gone to develop in him um, himself. So, with, you know, the things that he's doing on that side, the podcast launching this league that has attracted a lot of people. I mean, they talked about this was on like the top 10 uh, pay-per-views. So it did a lot of things. So I think the fact that Tyson was able to leverage all that and with the level of uh, awareness and seeing him on a regular 
basis and the relevancy that he has, um, I think that he definitely is on the rise and he's going to continue to do some great things. So, you know, shout out to him for developing himself. I think it's just a beautiful story of growth and development. And it shows you what growth and development and self-development will do and really taking your business and your brand to another level. So get you some development. All right. Get that act and lead insights ASAP. For me, Mike Tyson will definitely continue to rise in his brand. He will do different things. He will always be able to come out and wherever he goes, that that history, what we think about him will follow. So his brand will continue to go up. Of course, he's going to make money. He can go jump in a movie. I mean, he was he was an Ip Man. Just I didn't even know that. Just yeah, Ip Man three. Just random. Just Mike Tyson in there for a, a scene. So he'll continue to do that. He has his podcast. His name will draw major people to his podcast. So he will have listeners. There will be money there. Um, he'll continue to rise, and I think his growth is true. He's truly growing. He's changing. He's not just a a meathead, as they would say. And he's really, really coming up. So definitely a rise for Mike Tyson. Yeah. And I mean, for me, I don't even think there's a rise or fall to either of them. I think that they've built themselves up so much as an iconic person. um, It's they ain't going nowhere. So when you talk about the grace in boxing, they're going to bring both people's names up. When you talk about different aspects of boxing that you're going to bring, when you say heavyweight, we're going to talk about Mike Tyson. When you say light heavyweight, which is majority of what Roy Jones is known for, you're going to think Roy Jones Jr. Um, when they think about versatility, Roy Jones Jr. So I just think that they built themselves up and there's not necessarily a rise or fall, um, you know, to, to either of their brands. I'll be honest with you. I just think that Tyson doing the extra stuff right now is just to be honest with you. It's, it's keeping him busy. It's keeping him impactful. Uh, same thing with Roy Jones. They don't have to go do anybody's type of work right now. At this point, they're choosing to. They've made plenty of money over the years. They don't have to do anything. So I don't. That's. I hate to not give an answer, but I don't think there's a rise or fall for either of them. Um, they've already built that platform as a brand for them to stay consistent. No matter whether they, whether they take the next action or they don't, they will still live on in everybody. Um, but. That's been our session for the day. So before we wrap up, though, I want to challenge everybody. I got something. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I got something, too. <laughs> I might fall if he fight Evander Holyfield in that ring because Evander bringing some pass back. <laughs> Evander got some revenge. Some revenge. So Mike Tyson might fall if he take that match. Literally. Y'all petty for that. Y'all petty for You never know. You know, he might, he might surprise us. Okay. Mike Tyson, but I was just going to remind you guys as well, when we think about rise or fall, we might see that Mike Tyson is a public figure that people are seeing externally, but that doesn't diminish Roy Jones doing things behind the scenes and still leveling up. So sometimes we think rise or fall is connected to you being seen, you being on TV, everybody knowing your name. But Roy Jones is just as, as successful. He's been doing this thing with his production company for for, I mean, I didn't even know he was, but he has been, and it's more behind the scenes. So although somebody might not necessarily be front, uh, front street, just because someone doesn't have a ton of followers, that does not mean that they aren't on the rise. So just always remember that, yes, Mike Tyson is the name that everybody is attracted to. He's the one that's out there. That's the face that everyone knows or might look at first. 
But Roy Jones is still going to continue to rise as well, because, again, even if you're behind the scenes and don't, doesn't necessarily worry too much about the external fame, you can continue to be successful in your business. So remember that with Rise or Fall, it's not always what's happening on the outside. Sometimes people are grinding behind the scenes and they're just as, as successful. So we're at the point of the podcast where it's time to reflect and ask yourself, what was your takeaway? What did you get from today's message? How can you apply these principles, these lessons in leadership or in team development or in organizational development, organizational leadership, how you lead, how you manage your business? There's so many strategies that were given today because it's one thing to consume information, but it's a whole other thing when you apply it. So if you want to go back, replay the message, write down some more notes, do that. Make sure you share this information to somebody you think this will benefit. And also recognize that by applying information, that's when you will see change. So I appreciate you guys tuning in today. If you guys haven't signed up for our emotional intelligence course, the first session went so well. So March 28th, we're having a second session on emotional intelligence mastery. So if you're a coach trainer, if you're trying to get to the next level, if you're trying to get your team to the next level, you need to be a part of this class. So go to actleadconsulting.com backslash emotional intelligence. That information is also in the show notes, or you can text us at 443-230-5587 and we'll shoot you that information and you'll be able to join our text community. But again, go to actleadconsulting backslash emotional intelligence or text us 443-230-5587 and let's get those tips, those strategies to really help us get to those next levels. You guys have an amazing week and I will see you next week.